This episode of the Coach's Lounge is presented to you by Kanan. Kanan, it exists for the very purpose of improving your outdoor life and to elevate your experiences to absolute best they can be. So they design and manufacture their high-performance eyewear to be clearly better than any sunglasses you've ever tried before. Let's be honest, your life is always better when you have a nice pair of shades on. Nobody likes the gas station brands or the knockoffs, right? Kanan's polarized sunglasses are composed of proprietary resin that's shatterproof, lighter than polycarbonate, yet offers a clarity of glass. One look, and it's plain to see that they're clearly better. So go get your pair of Kanan's today at K-A-E-N-O-N.com. Let me tell you firsthand, I was coaching out the softball field a couple years ago as a genius that I am. I took a ball to the face, and these glasses absolutely saved my eye. Most other glasses would have shattered and done serious damage. This just popped out the lens, and I popped it right back in, and we were good to go. Kanan is the way to go. Coach Flynn and I both have tried them, and we are both sold on this brand. K-A-E-N-O-N.com. This episode is also brought to you by Willie Burger. Now, let's be honest. We all like a good burger. If you're looking for a good burger, you need to go hit up Willie Burger. They they have two locations, one in Katy and one in Beaumont. That was the site of this last episode. And let me tell you, it is Willie, Willie good. Go get you a Willie Burger located in Beaumont and Katy. There's two different locations. Trust me, it's worth the drive. Go get you a Willie Burger, and when they go, tell them you heard about it in the Coach's Lounge. Welcome to the Coach's Lounge Podcast, dedicated to the experiences from the real coaches' offices around the country. These are the great stories we love to share and hear from the gridiron, court, and fields across America. Now, join coaches Kevin Flanagan and Matt Marshall as they open the lounge now. We're welcome. Welcome for another episode of the lounge. We have to... uh have to start off ahead of time and uh, just got recognize the, the the elephant that's not in the room. Um, a certain coach that will go unnamed. Kevin Flanagan is not here tonight um, because um, he's been moonlighting as an undercover agent. We didn't we weren't supposed to say anything, but you know things happen. So he's got he's on assignment, as they say. And uh, we've got some guest co-hosts. We don't have guests today we just have five hosts in the lounge and uh, the first two episodes if you did not listen to the first two episodes with uh tricky dick and uh chris massey dick olin and chris massey if you have not listened to those i highly recommend you go and you listen to those in the archives they're the first two you might hear a story about a couple other fellows where they're talking about red alert yelling across the field and the other guy about the other guy being screwed and so forth and it just so happens that I am in the the midst of a motley crew of chaos. Oh, no question. With Tricky Dick, always classy, Chris Massey. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, His yeah, definition of yeah. class is yeah. different than mine. That's and, really uh, strange. And, 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 Everybody's turning off now. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, and, and it would be an honor if I had you guys since you guys are alum now. Oh yeah, no uh, doubt. If you wouldn't mind maybe letting everybody else know who is hanging out in the new lounge with us. Well, let me introduce uh, Red Alert. Uh, Jim Creech, he was a pretend coach at Dulles High School for all these years. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> There's no doubt about that. They ran the wing T at one time, and yes, then he did. went to, then he Damn threw, it, then he started to throw. Uh, he, he did get a little, I, first time I ever saw him, he was cutting a turkey on TV in the playoff games. They were over at his house and, uh, on channel 55. Yeah. On channel 55. There he was. I thought, well, this guy looks good. He knows what the hell he's doing. Then I saw him when they played G ball and I believe in the uh, dome, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And you kind of got a little excited there and, uh, I mean, good lord! He kind yeah, of was that, came and put. Huh? Who was that? Ball, we were playing? Uh, G-ball. I know, but who? Who? who Nick Voris. Nick Voris. Because <laughs> this is the guy. You know, I mean, his nickname is Red Alert. I know Red Alert. But one and, year uh, he won the Good Sportsmanship yeah, Award. Yeah, that's from the Tasso chapter of uh, uh, is football. That due to just high blood pressure, or no, you that's are just due no. because uh, officials like everyone else uh, need tough love. <laughs> yeah, tough love. And and if you give them tough love, they appreciate that, and then they and and then they you know. They show hey, their appreciation like kids, through awards. But if you ask, if you ask Jim right now, he will tell you that when they made the announcement that he, he had shocked. won, 
he was talking to other people and yeah. not even paying I, attention I really because he goes, I'm not winning this thing. I don't yeah. even know why I'm here. Yeah. I mean, they give three, they give three places and I'm thinking, you know, I'm sitting there with one of our players and sitting by uh, uh, coach Joseph, I believe. And, you know, we're just kind of visiting and just kind of doing this. And then and all of a sudden, you know, I'm looking around and people are looking at me and they're like going, Hey, you know, Quit talking right. and get Quit up talking. there. You he's won. Looking at, he's looking at the program and he goes, "Okay, that will be the bathroom break." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No let me let me finish yeah. introducing yeah. the guy because he yeah. he then in 2003 he was the president of JCFCA, and then he was a head coach for the first the original Bayou Bowl, which right. was a lot of fun. We had unbelievable time the week, then. A whole week of fun. Oh my goodness, but it was crazy. No, yeah, well, we will. we're we going to tell some people. That's been. I like but I, I've known Creature for a long time, and uh, he's done a great job with us for the Bayou Bowl, and he was a great coach at Dulles, and uh, he and the guy next to him, Chef, he have provided us with a lot of laughter for these years, and Coach Massey uh, works with me, and Creech and Chef here together until. Creech and, and I get, West. Tell Creech and I get upset with each other, and then we swap. Yeah, we, these yeah, guys. we swap. Yeah. There are a lot of old like grudges. Every and, once and in a while, band aids are ripped off. Every once in a while, Sheffy and I'll get fired, and we'll yeah. have to. Yeah, trade. it's not. It's yeah. not every so once in a while. It happens frequently. Then I work with Creech for yeah. a half hour. I, I, but, yeah, but, and Sheffy yeah. works with Dick until somebody gets pissed off again, and then we switch back. Yeah. So and there's and Joe is the buffer. We always go, hey Joe, can you can you talk to him? He's a little bit excited. Can you kind of tone him down just a little bit? We're afraid he's going to go out on us on the field. He's so. a new shade yeah, of red. Right. You can tell, but it's like a meter. It shows, right? Hey, make sure you check us out on social media: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the same at Real Coach Lounge. Let me say that again: at Real Coach Lounge. Hook up with us. Let us know on Facebook you're there. Let's start a chat. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, questions, things you want to hear, things you don't want to hear, all that fun stuff. This is a podcast for everybody. We just happen to be sitting in the lucky seats asking the questions and enjoying the laughs, but you guys are the ones that this is for. Join us on social media and let's all enjoy this fun ride together. Because a few years ago, he had to miss the game for whatever reason. Best week we had. Yeah. And we talked about <laughs> it. It was this the best the week less we Less controversy had. we've no had question. Every, in all the years. The most boring week. <laughs> no, it was. <laughs> well, so, it may have been that too now. Yeah. But the, the thing about that week was that uh, I get, you know, my gear, or you know, because, you know, I did – we did – I worked all the way up until the uh, week of the game and, and then uh, was not able to go, but uh, – they bring me he brings me my gear right and it's an old torn you know t-shirt and <laughs> you know I mean, it's been like here's your they, stuff clean, this they clean the locker room up after the after the uh after the game with you know with all that stuff i'm like going, oh well good and you guys really missed me didn't you <laughs> oh, yeah. not these fancy shirts yeah, i see y'all hanging no, no. but you know here's yeah. the thing that creature brought up because massey as a head football coach campus coordinator he would come in on wednesday and get all the gear and then he'd be gone on Thursday because, you know, he said all the time, well, I, I got to go to the state softball tournament oh, yeah, or was, I got to go to the baseball tournament or something. He, so I did have to do that. We just called yeah. him, you know, hey, he was a part-time director. Yeah, part-time. Well, and, and also, uh, But he got all the good stuff. And so then Creech doesn't get anything. He said, how the hell Massey get all that good stuff? And he doesn't ever show up. Uh, show and he said, up, I'm there up. every year. He'll I bust my ass. Show up and I don't get – I get stuff torn. <laughs> but I think that – for the grito and the margarita. Here's a real question. Last time we talked about how awesome his wife is as a travel agent. Oh, yeah. Was no he question. really at these cross-country state meets and all I, these? Well, that's a good question. He, yeah. he, he really was. Or was yeah. he, uh, was yeah, he no. site, well, site that, hunting? I think that, that job has just been recently the last couple of years. Yeah, uh, she wasn't a travel yeah, agent in those days. she wasn't a travel agent there then, or he probably would have been, you know, someplace. Matter of fact, she always leaves town during Bayou Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, she does. But I'm gonna, you know, introduce uh, uh, Joe Sheffy in, in, in this. At uh, yes, you know, we go way back uh, way. to 1978 at uh, Pearland High School when uh, I mean we had you know 1,800 kids and there were 11 coaches and and it was out know, in the and, it was out in the woods coaches, then. Wasn't oh it? yeah, it was way yeah 288 was not there yet and and uh, you know we're work for the greatest did, guy in the world, Joel Parker, and uh, he uh, 
Joe and I, we had to, you know, we were coaching freshman B team. And so we were up there every morning, at, you know, at 530 and we'd have six o'clock practice with the freshmen and we'd work them till first period. And then we'd go to class and we'd teach our five classes. And, uh, you know, then we, our conference period was. Go through the was, lunch line and get charged. Yeah. He wouldn't, he'd never got charged in lunch. Never. I mean, it looked like he was 12. Okay. Well, I walk in Remember and I'm, they're charging me, you get, know, my pissed. 45 cents for lunch. And he never, he never, he never once got charged for lunch. <laughs> and, and, and 40, he's cutting in line. 45 yeah, cents. Yeah, well, you know, it's 1978. And he's not. <laughs> we were making $8,000. That's exactly right. Yeah, we were making $8,000. But A lot uh, of money back then. Yeah. And, you know what uh, Dick but, told me about you? He yeah. said you were that kid that growing up always looked like he was between 35 and 40. <laughs> yeah. And then after you turned, you still look like you were between 35, 35 and 40. And 40 like you yeah. came out the womb and that, 35 and at that, least. And that like I'm 15, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, we all do that. Yeah, I mean, now, let's clarify. Uh, 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 before we go any further, there's a lot of people. And thank you for that, obviously. But there's a lot of people that are listening to this that aren't from Texas right. or aren't from the Houston area that knows what the Bayou Bowl is. Right. So can we maybe elaborate let the, some people know because a lot well, of people aren't even coaches that we found out are sure. listening well to this. first of all it's it started in 2003 but the reason that we're having this that we even have this game is because of uh dick olin and uh, him bringing it and uh you know getting everything together in baytown and and so forth and or or we don't even you know or we don't yeah. what do is do it? the game. in 2001 and in, in 2000 2000 as the offense coordinator of texas california 2001 randy rogers said who wants to be the head coach he's like, i'm not going to do it anymore so i went out there and the first choice the first person i called was gary joseph and i said pick 18 guys because we want to go to california so we go out there long story short and we win and then we invited California to come back. They didn't want to. So 2002, there was no game. But then a guy X, named Texas Con- won. They didn't want to play us anymore. Yeah, that's exactly ah, right. Fair, fair. And uh, and they said we cheated. And so anyway, <laughs> in other words, Gary Joseph did a hell of a job. Sonny yeah. Karras was the offense coordinator. We win ten to seven, and we scored no touchdowns. You know, defense did. Defense defensively scored, scored. It was that Johnson guy that played it for the Kansas City Chiefs for yeah, a long Texas time. Texas linebacker. Yeah, and he was pretty salty. He intercepted that. a pass, took it back, and then we kicked a field goal. And that then, was our offensive output. And then the Harris so when kid. Then, then, then Sonny wants to be the offensive coordinator when I was the head coach. And I said, Sonny, hell no. You scored 10 points last time. No, three Bullshit. points. Bullshit. Oh, three. Yeah, three, three points. points. No, we're not bringing you back. But anyway, then the first year, Creature was the uh, – to tell you what these guys are like, Creature was now the head coach because he's president of GHFCA. So we're going to go over to Louisiana and bring them back. Well, mm-hmm. Jim and another person who should remain nameless mm-hmm. and Tim Takele, they jump in the car with me right. and they'll head out on I-10. And I'm starting getting a few chest pains and all this stuff, and I'm going, shit. You were sick to your stomach. Yeah, I don't feel yeah. good, I right. said. So you know what? They dropped me off in winning. No, they no. Deter- exchange. They left me on the side <laughs> of the right, fucking road. So he roll. says, "You know what? I'm gonna <laughs> I, no. I'm gonna uh, just let me out because we have we're going to the Louisiana uh, Coaches uh, Association uh, school coaching school, and we're gonna meet with their board of directors and this and that. And so we're kind of on the time limit. Anyway, he says, "No, don't turn around. Just turn. Just let me out here." I'll call Martha and she'll come and get me. And I'm like, going, we can't do that. And Dick says, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So this is no shit. We we pull over I-10 West. You know, it was it was actually our I-10 East, uh, the east side of Winnie between Beaumont and Winnie. We drop him off on the side of the freaking the interstate. It, yes, and we go to Louisiana. Which is not far from yeah, well, this point for people that don't know the geography. Yeah, exactly, it's exactly. Not far and at all. We were at West Orange last week, which is about what a half hour past right, that, right? And, and right, 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 right kissing yeah, the Louisiana right up border, to, right on the right. border. And we, and we just go about our business like, oh, right, he'll be fine. Just, 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 just leave him here. Just leave him at this fine. truck stop. Yeah, I'm just, just sitting there all crumpled over, <laughs> chest pain. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> no. But right. I, you know, then yeah, it was yeah, fine. Yeah. It was, yeah. I guess, it was bad gas. I don't know. But I don't it know. Was, but anyway, but, so anyway, that's kind of the. Yeah, yeah, and then we come so back. I, and I so, guess did Martha come get you? Uh, yeah, what's after the school, I so, stood there until school got out. <laughs> and this was what so, time that you it was got in the morning. Exited the vehicle. 
What time? Morning. Yeah, in the morning. My yeah. wife, she's, oh, I'll, like, I'll come. About, but I can't miss class. We're talking 10 a.m. We're talking 7 a.m. We're no, talking no, mid-morning. About, yeah, mid-morning. Yeah, mid-morning. Yeah, yeah. So she, you were out there a good six hours. Well, maybe not quite that long. I think her la- but she got out around been two or years four. ago. So, yeah. you know, it gets better and better. How, yeah. How, uh, of course, always. But, but uh, in about five more years, I've been, I was out there like 11 hours. Yeah, it was all right. During the snowstorm, during COVID. Yeah, it was all that. But then after that first year, Creature was the head coach, and Joe was on there, and uh, I just ran it. I didn't coach. Gary, uh, Gary uh, Joseph's staff yeah. was the uh, or Katie's uh, defensive staff with Gary Joseph was the defensive coordinator, and Tony Heath, the uh, head coach at Pearland at the time, and his uh, offensive staff was the uh, offensive coaches. Hey guys, quick question: Would you like to feel better, sleep better, less anxiety? You want your joints to feel better? If the answer is yes to any of these or yes to all of them, CBD is the way to go. Now, I know what you're thinking, and it's not the same thing that you grew up being told was bad. It's not that hippie lettuce you always heard about from your parents or your teachers. CBD is a thing called cannabidiol that's what's left when the THC, the stuff that gets you high, is removed. This stuff has tremendous healing and anti-inflammatory properties along with fighting stress and anxiety. Look, basically it's all the rage all over the world right now. Now, I know you also see these rinky-dink CBD stores popping up all over the place right now. Trust me when I tell you, you do not want to go to these places to try out CBD. Just like you preach accountability to your players and coaches, demand it from your CBD supplier. Level Up CBD is where you get that accountability. How? Well, that's simple. There's a QR code on every one of their products. You simply scan that code with your camera and boom, Level Up will let you know where your product was made along with where it's been every step of the way until you start reaping the benefits personally. If that's not accountable, y'all, I don't know what really is. Trust me, after all of these years of me being done with my body, whether as a player, coach, firefighter, doing jujitsu, or just my big brisket back self doing a marathon by the end of the 2021 because Coach Flanagan said I couldn't, my body is a wreck. Enter Level Up CBD. Me personally, I'm a 2,000 milligram citrus guy. I just place a couple drops under the tongue and boom, I'm a new man. Not to mention that 1,000 milligram lotion on those sore muscles after those long runs. And it don't hurt, fellas, when the missus asks for a massage. Use some of that lotion. Get you some bonus points at home if you know what I'm saying. Try it for yourself today. Go to levelup-cbd.com. Let me say it again for the people in the cheap seats. Levelup-cbd.com. And when you go, let them know you heard about it in the coach's lounge. So, so how does this work? So the, the there's teams from Texas and Florida play, but how are these teams? teams no, a team from Texas, Texas, Louisiana. Texas, Louisiana. Louisiana. Texas, Louisiana. Yeah. So how, who's on these teams? How are they selected? Is it where oh, is it played? Good. Well, it was played at Stallworth Stadium, and the guy that wanted the game was a guy named Connie McGuirk. He was, at that time, he was the CEO of Citizens Bank, which then became Amogee. And Connie was an All-American at, at A&M. And he said, Basketball player. Yeah, yeah, and he said, let's bring it back. So we did. And uh, we talked to a guy over there Louisiana. <laughs> from Louisiana named Brian Rigsby, who is a total wow. dickweed. <laughs> and, and that's being Crook. nice, is it not? Shout out, no. Brian. No, no, I mean, you know, but anyway, he uh, he picked a team, and then we had all kinds of issues, tried to replace kids, do all kinds of things. In Louisiana, yeah. Yeah, in well, Louisiana. because we the Louisiana Coaches Association wasn't yeah, on board they, with it Yeah, they said no. So, so we brought him over. We paid for everything, did everything. And uh, that first go. night, remember well, the first night, remember, the pizza? Though, don't let me uh, in, uh, go ahead and say it because you know what? Yeah, the uh, <laughs> they couldn't get the high school. Uh, we go over to Louisiana and we and we meet with the association. They don't want to. They don't want to uh, to uh, sanction, sanction the game yeah. because they're afraid that it'll interfere with their all star game. The kids want to come to Houston for a week rather than go to an all star game in Louisiana for two days. And who'd blame them? Yeah, anywhere no. in Louisiana. And so. And so <laughs> uh, the, the coaches association won't let the Louisiana coaches coach. So Brian Rigsby gets some uh, Mississippi junior college coaches <laughs> to coach the all-star, to coach Bayou Bowl. To coach Louisiana it's, it's, kids. It's our, it's our coaching staff, high school coaches. We're doing it because, oh, wow, this is cool. You know, man, you know, this yeah. is really going to be an awesome thing. And we're coaching against <laughs> these J, uh, JC coaches from Mississippi. Volunteering. That vo- yeah, we're, we're volunteering. volunteering. They're getting paid. We found out later yeah, they were getting they're, paid. They're on salary. They're, you know. 
And it was literally in those first couple of years, it was like the Southwest Conference playing the SEC. Oh, ain't no doubt. Really? I mean, it was yeah. awesome. It was but awesome. Anyway, so that's, that's this is before kinda, the so kids. This was before kids could go to summer, yeah, school summer school, and the colleges could pay for it. So when when the kids would graduate <laughs> from high school, they had the summer to train at home, so they could play in these games. Well, then, how far did it go into before? Probably about six. Six, seven years later, yeah. NCAA changed the rule and said colleges can now pay yeah. for summer school of recent graduates. So, so as soon as schools. the Division One kids couldn't play anymore because they're graduating on right. a Saturday and they're enrolling on Monday right. and going to summer school and lifting and being around all those other kids. Gotcha. So, the, the game changed from really and truly being – a bunch of Division One players from both Ooh. states and, and NFL a lot of guys former too. NFL guys to now we still get good, really good football players. They're just not going to A&M or Texas or LSU or, you know, gotcha. places like that anymore. And then after several years of dealing with Louisiana, they got to where they, they didn't want to – the original thought was to alternate the game between Texas and Louisiana. But after one year of them coming to Baytown, they came back to Dick and said, we'll just come back here every year. Right. Well, that means he's got to do all the work every year. And, and yeah. Louisiana uh, coaches uh, decided that uh, they were – that, that it was it turned out to be so good because uh, uh, the pr uh, president of the uh, Louisiana Coach Association came over to the game, and they're going, you know what, this is great. We're just – they did, they quit their all-star game. Yeah. And they, they, came they used this as their all-star game. Yeah. But, but some things happened yeah. between yeah. – but you know yeah. what, Creature, cool. that first – that first year on on whatever night we had we had him in on five nights didn't we? Yes, not? we brought him in on Monday morning. Brought him in on a Monday. Yeah, so and that played first the game night, on Saturday. That first night we had the uh, we had the pizza deal, the fiasco, where all the pizzas came to us right. in our motels, and then Brian Rigsby called and said, "Hey, we're going to get on. We're heading back to Louisiana." He said, "We didn't get our pizzas," and I went, "What?" So I found out all the pizzas went over to the Texas kids, and right. hell, they ate them. They right. were kids, so we had to run out and get some more pizzas and take them over there. And afterwards, this is how stupid I was. I mean, how the hell are you going to get back to Louisiana? We brought you over here in a oh, bus. Yeah, yeah. We, you ain't going to. We get provided back there. the buses to so, go pick them up and bring them over. Well, why wouldn't they want to keep doing this? This well, sounds I mean, like country for them. And it, well, and it was like it was literally like going to a bowl game. We were going to Astro World, we were going to uh, Astros, Kima, Astros Games. Astros Game. Yeah, it was we fantastic. Were going to, uh, to the we uh, Slitterbahn in Galveston, the water yeah. park. I Everything. Mean, we were every day it was uh someplace. We were on and, the bus. And they got fed. <laughs> they were on the yeah, bus. Yeah. And they yeah. got fed. Fed like a son of a <laughs> Unbelievable. So they were treated like the college bowl. Oh, yeah, oh no, it, it was. It, it, that's the whole was. idea is to they try got, and make it like a college bowl game for high school right, kids. Right. That's what it was That's what it amounts to. But Creature was the head coach at first year, and we won. And uh, so he had to deal with them all and try to keep them all happy. And I'm I'm a gopher and I'm running around trying to get stuff for him. And Jimmy brought over some shoulder pads, and I gave him shoulder pads. And those right. bastards from Mississippi, <laughs> yeah. would, they stole our pads. They, they took them back our, to Mississippi. It was like <laughs> the JC coaches. Yeah. yeah, they were coming in our locker room. <laughs> they took them was, back to their school. <laughs> it's like shopping <laughs> with Dick. They're yeah, coming in our exactly. trainer room <laughs> and just Dick's. going through. And I'm going Dick. Dick's morning goods. I wish I would have known. But I'm going, what the hell are you guys doing in my equipment room? And then we got balls donated. And after the game, one of my coaches said, hey, They've got all the footballs. We had to go and get them. We had to get the helmets, too. Go up in the stands. And the locker room looked like it had a bomb had gone off. They just tried to get the hell out. And before they took the field. Oh, <laughs> yeah. hell, before they took the field that night, too, we got this one person again said, hey, uh, they're not coming out unless they get a check for 3500 bucks." I said, what? Yeah. 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 They'd already gone through pregame warm-up, went back to the locker room. We're like – 10, 12 minutes <laughs> yeah, away from kickoff. kickoff, okay? And the person he's talking about comes up to Dick and says, they're not coming out of the locker room. That's how they get a check for $3,500. They're holding you up. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so this person wrote a check, 
Okay. Well, then Creature was on, he came to the board meetings all the time. And the guys on the board were the mayors of Baytown, right. the, yeah. you know, I mean, Connie McGuirk, right. all kinds of business. It was the uh, Chamber of Chamber Commerce of, Chamber. of yeah. Baytown that was that so, was the Bayou Bowl Committee. <laughs> we go in there and we tell them, hey, uh, we have to do this. Well, McGuirk said, okay, we'll take care of that this time, but don't ever do it again because if you write a check like that, that'll be your money coming out of your account. And, you know, those are business people. And the only thing they looked at is a bottom line. Are we going to be able to pay our bills? Well, we did, and we made some money right. for the right. GHFCA right. and scholarship. But, right. I mean, that whole week was so much fun, and we can talk about it. Go ahead. Whatever you want to say. No, say. Is, it, is it still going on? Yes. Yeah. It's changed, though. We, we About five years ago? Seven 2013, years ago, I think. Six, our first year was one against y'all, 14. 13 was the last one. Well, yeah. we quit playing Louisiana because they didn't want to come back. They got – well, they kept stealing your stuff, right? No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. This was this is different. This is after the high schools. Yeah. Oh, let me. After several yeah. years, let me they decided you. they didn't want to come back well, here's anymore. What happened so in the second year, we the mayor and Mr. McGuirk, the CEO, and myself, we fly over to Louisiana to meet with their association. Right, right. And the guy that was in charge was Tommy Henry. So our mayor talked, and Mr. McGuirk talked, and then I started to talk, and Tommy Henry's talking through all of it. And and our mayor was Pete Alfaro, and Pete has a Texas ring, and he would bang it on the table, you know. And he say, "Stop, coach." You know, I stop, and I'm looking at him. I thought, "What did I do wrong?" <laughs> well, Tommy Henry said, "Coach, Tommy Henry's talking. Obviously, he has more important things to say than what you do to this group." And he said, "Go ahead, Mr. Henry." And he said, "No, no." And he said, "No, please." He said, "You're talking." He said, "All the time, my coach is talking while I talk, while Mr. McGurk talked." Go ahead, tell everybody what. And he said, no, no, no. So I talked, and then Tommy Henry, at the end of it, said, I move that we make this game our state game, and we're going to bring all the coaches from Louisiana. And that's what happened. And then it, They still was, got paid, though. Yes, yeah. they did, all the time. And wow. that's the thing, Mass was, it was 2013, and uh, they had all that extra equipment because we would provide them with everything, you know, shorts, all the stuff, everything. Well, hell, these kids have all kinds of extra stuff. Well, we find out their association has given them ten grand to buy extra stuff, and then pay the coaches. Wow! And we said, hey, look, you guys need to have your own game. We'll have ours. Wow. And that's how it ended. Yeah. But so then we went to a Texas, I mean a Houston Great game. Houston game. So East and West. Generically, the I forty five divides East and West. Right. It's not exactly forty five. Sure, but and the, the West we, has won them all. Right? We do it. No, y'all cheated. We do it by. Districts, so so yeah, you yeah. guys, I take it, are east siders. No, no, no we're, west side. we're the west side. Yeah, we're, we're west the side. east side group. But anyway, that first year was so much fun, was yeah. it not? Right. No, it was. I mean, really there's was. so many stories. When, when when we switched the thing over, and uh, you know, and then the Baytown was kind of uh, we decided that the game uh, they along with us decided that we're it wasn't going to be a, a necessarily a Baytown game that we were going to switch it all throughout the city which eventually I mean a, a, uh, when we first did it that's the way we were going to we we're going to go to Louisiana we we're going to Houston and you know we had it out of Baytown because if you have it in Houston it's, it's what you know Houston's a, a large city mm -hmm. I mean how big a game but in Baytown it's a big deal more people you know a lot not more people a lot bigger you know, event yes, yes bigger event so when 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 uh, in thirteen when we we kind of took the game over as a as a Greater Houston Football Coach Association, Dick and I really found out when we were going out to meet with uh, vendors and and so forth to try and you know sell the game how exactly hard it was and how much work Baytown did to get this game you know paid for and all the things because I mean we're football coaches yeah you know, we don't we don't know how to, right you know. So you know, after stuff. the fact, oh, we, yeah. I mean, we were going to stuff and, we, you know, they were, they were looking at us like, you know, who are you? And, yeah. what, you know, what do you want? And so we, uh, that first game we had in, in Sugarland yeah. in 14 <laughs> and it, you know, I mean, it, we, it, we stayed in the hotel one night, Friday night before the game, we practiced over here in Katie and, uh, and the kids didn't spend the night in the hotel. They, they drove in on their own and it was kind of Keep one of those deals. down. Yeah. yeah. And, and. Although the game was great, it was a great yeah. game, a great, probably 
Yeah, sure. And, and uh, Philip, Philip O'Neill did a great job. Yeah, he helped did. us out a lot. Yeah, the athletic director at, yeah. uh, at Fort at Bend Fort at the ben. time. Tremendous. It's now at Mansfield. Phillip and then O'Neill. the lady, the assistant AD that yes, was there, Dina, she's great. Great yes, ladies. Yes, Dina Scott, uh, Dallas graduate and, and Mississippi State uh, volleyball player. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, Ole Miss. Sorry. No, I was just going to say that we had – and the game ended up great in, in Sugarland. And then we – the next year as an association, we kind of – Went back to Went Baytown, back fifteen. Baytown, and and uh, they kind of, you know, the helped only, us out a bunch. The only incident that we had when we went to Fort Bend was the head coach was a total asshole, and uh, we're all there helping him, and all of a sudden this guy rips our butt. He rips Creech, he rips Sheffy, and he rips me, and we said, "Did he just go head coach on us? Oh, <laughs> Who was that? That was some guy named." Who was that? Classy Massey. Classy Massey. Classy Massey. He was running around. Oh, that was you. Oh, yeah. He was running around. He ripped us. What happened was we got... We got all. We got both teams staying in the same hotel yeah. Yeah. over in Fort Bend. Yeah. We just got lunch <laughs> delivered. And I'm trying to get it all out. And these guys are sitting around. I said, hey, can you guys help get this stuff out? Yeah. That's and all true. of a sudden, one... I don't know That's which one true. of them turns goes, wow. hey... Did he just go head that coach was me. on I us? Just said he went head coach on us. And they go, yeah, God, exactly <laughs> does. he ripped us. Yeah, and he wasn't any passing shit out. He was delegating. He was head coach. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Chef Creech, Oh, get over here, do this. We're going. What the hell? He's yelling and screaming at us. Went head coach on us right away. Yeah, right, first, right. right off the bat. Right. First. You know, first sign. Sometimes of, you gotta just, you know, you gotta. You, right? Sometimes you gotta get them under control. <laughs> and you know, and you know? I told him, I said, you know, that's it's fine for you know Joe and I. I said, but for you to holler at at, uh, at, at, at Dick like that, and you know, and not respect your elders, <laughs> like you know, I mean, you just totally, you know, totally have zero respect for you know a, a guy, you. a guy that's been around for you know so long, 70, 80 years, <laughs> you know. That's I true. Mean, Very true. In Iowa, they had, like you know, their football pants had a pocket in it so they could fold up that helmet. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what? Don't, hey, on the don't right make side. fun of that leather helmet because I wore one. That's right. Yeah. Did you really? Hell yes. My <laughs> senior yeah. year was the first year that we had Riddell hats. Plastic, you mean? Yes. Plastic? And no, before that, it was helmets, a leather helmet. You know, with a single bar across Oh, and the, I mean, the guys had no teeth. We didn't wear mats. You know, the 1982 have, kicker style. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. My no dad doubt. was a center at Texas Tech, and he didn't get a face mask till he was a senior, and it was plastic, one bar like yep, the kickers used to yeah, wear. Yeah. And when he he said when it got cold, this is in Lubbock, Texas. It got cold, like really cold. Those plastic face masks would snap, break. <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell and you. And every what. once in a while, he'd get, there'd be a guy with a piece of plastic stuck in his cheek <laughs> hey, from the face mask break. If you haven't been hit, if you haven't been hit in one of those leather helmets, you don't even know what the hell that's like. I mean, You're not you living, can't huh? think. Shit, man. Can you remember that happening? Yes. How? I was. How? I was a linebacker. <laughs> I was a linebacker. I'm not kidding you. I was a linebacker, and I ta- I tried to tackle this big guy. This tr- this big guy runs right over my ass. I stepped up here. Boom! He knocks me crazy. I went. That hurt. And so the next time this kid comes running through, I stepped aside, jumped on his back, and rode him to the ground. <laughs> I said, holy smokes. I don't want to play linebacker. Just leave me a quarterback. I and don't want to play. you joined the rodeo circuit. I but. did. Right. <laughs> that's exactly right. So that's how all you yeah. guys met. It was at the right. Bayou Ball working. No. Well, we, no, no, we've no, known no. each other for years. I mean, me we were. can't really tell. Yeah. I was in his first wedding. And he was in my wedding, right? And then I knew his, I knew his second wife because she went to Southwest Texas with me. <laughs> Let's not bring it what up. are we implying here? I was in his first wedding. <laughs> I knew his second wife. There wasn't much. How many more are we going here? Yeah, there's a lot of lights in the lounge, and it's bright, but all <laughs> some shade <laughs> He finally got a wife that will put up with him, and she is, yeah, she's she's a, a great lady. The other two, very, the other two are good ladies too, sure, but sure. the one he's got now, sympathetic, sympathetic, very yeah, sympathetic. It's not understanding. Right. Now, me and him, we we taught history. We were next door to each other, and oh, I used to God. mess with him. Well, you know, day. they used to do paddling back in the oh, know, back yeah. in the golden age, and so was, uh, somebody else called it the board of education. The board of education, yeah, yeah. and we were like side by side teaching world history and U.S. history, and and if there was an issue, and you you know you needed to step outside for a minute, then you would hear a <laughs> on the wall on the brick wall, and then you just go, oh, hold up, and everybody in the class knew, uh oh, and so. 
I'd go out and I'd stick my head outside and, you know, and then you go back. And you were the witness, yeah. right? Yeah, I was a witness. And then if there was an issue and then, you know, I, you know, good old days and the good old days. And, then, and we were in a, a, a little, uh, U shape thing. It was, a, the old, old Pearland high school. That's a junior high now, I think. And so there was a wing across here and there's a wing over here and there's a, the wing we're on, then it's open. So everything just kind of, uh, echoed inside that. And so, I mean, when, you know, when that would happen, then, you know, everybody's like, you know, and, you know, when I, when I get up and go, and I mean, it was, you know, they, the dark, they didn't have the, cell phone cameras back. I then, know huh? back, you know, and of course that was back in the day. And of course, you know, fortunately we don't, you know, do that stuff anymore, but, but me, yeah. me and Cleach go way back. Yeah. We go way back. Yeah. No, they definitely told us many stories right. about, uh, some of y'all's encounters well, that, what, against each other on the field. Yeah. And, the funny uh, when they were coaching together at Pearland and correct me if I'm wrong, but they kind of made a pact that if we ever became head coaches, we would always play each yeah, other. We play each other. District, non-district, whatever. We're going to play each other every year. Fair so, cool. so when I that's became, when they started. Yeah, when I became the head coach at Dallas in '94, uh, the you know schedule had already been made and, and so forth. But we ended up playing each other the first round of the playoffs in '94, two, two years in a row. And then, uh, of course, you know it. Uh, we always said we, you know, we, I think I can't remember how many times we played, but uh, he never beat me in a playoff game, and and I never beat him in overtime. But I think but, we're even. Yeah, we are six even, and six. Six and six. But you know, we played each other on. Uh, my wife, my wife loves 11. him more than she loves me. Nine, there's no doubt. <laughs> there's no doubt. No, there's at all. no doubt. I mean, now which one of his wives like you though? I mean, because there's more of a yeah, more of a. He doesn't love Joe. <laughs> Here's the thing, Joe. Everybody loves Joe. Everybody, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves Joe. I pay him. Yeah. Do you? That's yeah. why I don't get any money. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Fair. But fair. I mean, we went through some stuff our freshman year. We, uh, you know, and, and I, I came, I guess I've always <laughs> been, I've always been kind of a, a, a guy that, you know, goes, I don't know, my pr blood pressure gets high pretty quick, but. No way. Yeah. That's hints, a lie, Jim. Hints, but hey, the best rage. thing, when Cleach would call offense, we would have the ball on the 20 going this way. We, he would go down here on the other 20. Let me ask you, did you ever call a fake punt on the two yard line? Oh, who's that dumbass that did that? <laughs> you know how many people have given us feedback uh, on that yes. first episode? Again, if you haven't, if that did not ring a bell, you want to go back and listen to the first couple of episodes of the archives where uh, Mr. Olin talks about how it was a great call. Mr. It was. It Olin. just didn't work. It just didn't work. Calling a fake punt. <laughs> Don't on, call him on, Mr. Olin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It hurts his feelings. It, it really, you know, his first name is what Dick. it is for a reason. No, he explained what it was when yeah. he was born. That's exactly right. And it's just, that's true. But anyway, Talk, back to us, we played, we played each other. And because uh, my deal was is if I win, I'm good. And if I lose, then somebody that I like won. Who's won. the better coach? Oh, it's he is. There's no doubt. Why? He just is. No, they're, they're both great coaches. They did a hell of a job yes, for their they programs. Are. They really are. They've done a great job with the Bayou Bowl. They're workers. They do a great job. We, we so, were, no, we were raised by the, the same guy, right. and we learned that we had to work our ass off. And yeah. I mean, we we went three years. We never we didn't back in the day when you didn't have an off period because your off period was was your varsity I, athletic I, I period. Because we had we had eight coaches for what is now a six A school, and four of us were freshman coaches. And then our off period was was the varsity athletic, athletic period. Right. So you were working. We so were we were yeah. always working, you know, kind of deal. So I mean, we were doing that, and of course, before he got married, he was a wild man. I'd always have to wake him up during you come films. from Bishop, Texas shit. to Houston? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh yeah, Cold telephone bro. Yeah, yeah. But so, we all grew up in an era where you you had one athletic period, right? And your conference period was was magically lined up with the other athletic period of the day, so. You didn't really have a conference period. Sure. On paper, you did. Of course. But you worked your ass off during your conference period. Yeah. 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 You did. Yeah. And you know what? Here's the funny part. In Iowa, we had nothing. You know, I taught five or six classes. Hell, I can't remember. Then you had a conference at the end of the day, and athletics was after school. So when I came down here and I hear these coaches, God, I'm going to have to work during my conference. I said, what are you talking about? He said, I got to go coach football. I said, 
are you shitting me? You're upset about coaching football during the day (laughs) and your conference period? I said, go to Iowa and teach six classes, have a conference coach after school. Don't talk to me about that. Didn't you hire on to be a coach? Coach. Hell yeah. You're getting an opportunity to coach. I've been reminded of that every day by Mr. Flanagan. Now, you can't say that, but we can because we've all retired. But you know, oh yeah, that uh, teacher in the classroom that's really important. And when really you get to retirement age, your your attitude will change about a, lot a whole of hell of a lot. Yeah, I hear you. You give yeah. you give zero. So I, why is it that coaches are all you talking about? They were teaching world history and and social studies. Why is that? Because like, math like, is hard. Well, <laughs> well, no, no, no. Math, that's a good math, answer, Jim. Good answer. Math, good answer. math good and answer. science. That is science about to is be, hard too. That is about to be a T-shirt. Math is math hard. Math is hard. Yeah. It's hard. So back hey, in, back in those days, I used to break out in the sweat and i had math teachers that were coaches and i wouldn't go up and see them because i had to go to the math department and i would got like get to shakes seriously and, and, and back in nervous. those days there weren't as many coaches as there are now right. like for football and you had coaches in pe nowadays you very hard to get a coach in pe class unless he's a head coach of another yeah, sport or a coordinator we used to have health classes Speech. used to have driver's ed Speech. oh yeah that was really they good. taught, taught driver's ed in, in the yeah, school, right, right, and the right. coaches taught driver's ed. Yeah. I don't know. If that and then they took all that. that stuff away yeah. and changed, and hence the Balfour yeah. on your shirt. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you know, then all of a sudden, all the testing that comes along. Oh god! And all of a sudden, now there's a lot of pressure on coaches to. Right. Yeah, you're supposed to win football games, but you also got to make sure all those kids pass that test. You know, that's and I'm not, this yeah. is not like a a pro coach podcast where it's like, whoa, is us or anything. But that brings up a good point because teachers are judged on what the classroom does. Coaches nowadays are judged on what you do in the classroom and what you do on whatever field or court you're on. So we have double the requirements to to upkeep. But you know what? Hey, that's a great point. Here's the thing. Principals find out what the head coaches go through because they are supposedly the instructional leader, right? Yeah. And if your test scores aren't really good, whose ass is on the line? The principal, they're going to bite right. him and say, hey, your teachers aren't doing a good right. job. And then, you know, trickle down. They're going to bite the teachers right. and so on. Right. But the coaches are going to do a great job in the classroom. And, you know, it doesn't matter. We work with special ed kids and all that stuff on the field. Well, how can they learn out there and they can't learn in the classroom? We do the same thing over and over and over again Absolutely. and make sure the kids get it. And you don't move on. And see, that's the thing that's hurt in my opinion, education is that they want to move on. They want to get to this test. They want to, if a kid doesn't know what the hell he's doing, why are you getting ahead of him? Or why are why you are running you, that play? Why are you moving yeah. on? Why yeah, are why are you running, running that play, play right? If, if we can't run it and do. do it, right? Don't do it, for God's sakes. But no. I used to tell my coaches all the time, if you're asking a kid to do something and he can't do it, then it's one of two things. Either we're asking him to do something that he cannot do physically or mentally, or we haven't explained it well enough. Both there. are our fault, not the kid's fault. And I just wish that sometimes in education we'd take that same approach that yeah, we're that. asking kids to do things that, you know, why does it, why does every kid in the country need to, or, or t- need to take geometry and calculus? You don't. There's not a lot of money management courses either. You know, no, you know, life, life, ones that, you know, life, life took away, great. We yeah. took Good away idea. the, 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 uh, or investing vocational. We, 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 took, we vocational. took away all the vocational stuff. And there's so many kids that they're going to get out of high school and teach them how to be welders. Yeah. yeah. They do have that in some schools. Yeah. We have that they in do. our school. school. Yeah, I mean, well, career, yeah, you know, it's we making used a to comeback. Have, yeah. It's woodworking, awesome. metal, work, metal shop. Yeah, all of it. Architecture. Big Hereford. We, we were we were way light years ahead of everybody. Hereford, Hereford. Yeah. Hereford and yeah, yeah. Bishop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Joe, city, Joe is from as far, almost as far north Texas as Jim is south Texas. Yeah. yeah. Exactly right. Matter I mean, of fact, Hereford, Hereford is closer to Chicago than it is Browns, Brownsville. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Like Panhandle style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By Umbrella. Really? Umbrella, yeah. Nickname wow. of the school? The White Faces. Hereford White Faces. Because what else could you be? You know what White Faces is, right? Hereford brand of cattle. They have White Faces. <laughs> I had no idea. But we had yeah. a herd on our, 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 our jersey. Uh-huh. 
because we had some Anguses in there with the white faces. You want to talk about country? Yeah, that's yeah, country yeah, right and there. That's a, yeah, and that's a... Like I, so my wife one time asked Joe, she says, Joe, where are you from? He said, Hereford. Well, what's that close to? He said, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes, well, what's that close to? He said, last buddy. <laughs> Finally, she goes, okay, name a town that I would have heard of that, that's, oh, Amarillo. Oh, oh, wow, that's way up there. <laughs> we, we had people that lived 70 miles away from Hereford, and Hereford was the closest school. They, it's hard to even imagine there's still being places like that. Oh, yeah. Because we know we're, we're in yeah. Houston, and everybody's right. right on top of each other. Oh, yeah. It's hard to even think about Can that. Can you imagine uh, taking a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour bus drive like to do in West no. Texas, go play a Thursday night basketball game? On a yellow dog. Two hours. Imagine being oh, two yes, hours yes. is close. Yeah. We, we play. Coach. Right. I'm a freshman right. football right. coach having to do that on a Thursday right. and then coming back coach, and like doing it on a Friday. Odessa, like in Odessa or something, they yeah. may go Snyder was four-hour drive to miles. play. Think about this. I mean, for a Friday night varsity football game, that's one thing. But what about a sub-varsity or like volleyball? You got to try on a Tuesday night. You got to drive four hours to play a volleyball match. Turn around and come home. You get home probably what one, two in the morning or later. Yeah, who knows? And, and you better be you at better school be at school the next, the day. next day too. Yeah. Or oh, we were talking about last time the cross country getting up super early in the morning. Oh, yeah, no, that's nuts. <laughs> totally insane. Like swimmers too. I mean, yeah. good God. Oh yeah, swimmers do it in the morning. They Always oh. and after school too. Right. And I'm yeah. thinking, what right. the hell? Their yeah. brains yeah, are rotten. Was a swimmer. Chlorine, <laughs> no, chlorine, chlorine gets in your ears and kills you. Midnight. Right. So we were talking about yeah. last time yeah. we we got together with the first episode that came out. We were talking about like some of the craziest things you've ever seen on the field coaching each other. Okay. Right. Um, tell I'm, them the I'm story. Gonna tell, I'm going to tell a story. You tell a story. I mean, okay. that's what this is about. This is the I'm actual play, we're, story. We're playing. We're playing. Is this it's all four. Hold on. Let's preface this. Is this the infamous red alert story that was nah, referenced prior? Yeah, it's the one. It's the one about. No. Well, uh, he, he, he never went red alert with there me. Was, there was. So a, there was. That is a such thing. It this wasn't is, just yeah. a nickname. This is the story that there was a backwards pass. Okay. Okay. That may or may not. Tell him exactly what happened. I got to get the popcorn. about six minutes before half. And I and I stand about five yards behind our line of scrimmage. All right. And I called a three-step drop where my quarterback would just take the ball and throw it. I don't know why the hell I'm throwing the damn ball, but he should be running anyway. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, he goes back, and as he throws the ball, he gets hit by a kid from Dulles and got spun, all right? Well, the ball comes straight to me, so it's a backward pass, all right? <laughs> well, Billy Ripley, God bless him, so he's – he's anyway. He, he's, he's, there, he's getting red already, he, he's, he's out there doing incomplete, he's incomplete, incomplete. He's, look how red he's getting. And so – Jim's on the sideline. He doesn't know whether to go yell or what because he wasn't sure because he would, he didn't have the same angle I did. So I yelled across <laughs> the field. I said, hey, Jimmy, you got fucked. <laughs> okay. Well, so Creech, he runs. He, he, he's I'm on the hash. At, I'm out at the hash. And, he, he's, and, getting, and he, he's showing and, that, and that good sportsman league deal to yeah, Billy Ripley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, first of all, what he's not telling you is that they throw it over there, and we scoop it, and, and we score. score. Yo, they ran it in for oh, we scoop they and ran we score. It in for a score. I all mean, right, so they're fixing to take the lead. All right, so we're going, we scoop and score, and then all of a sudden, you know, the the referee's over there. You know, he's waving his hand. That's incomplete pass. That's incomplete pass. Great, I great, freaking, great of call. And I freaking lose it. And now no, he doesn't going, lose it. He doesn't lose it. He doesn't know whether to lose it. He, he didn't lose it. He didn't lose it until Joe said, "Hey, you so, got five. No. And so he, 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 oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And I could hear him. Okay, <laughs> which so, means there were like fifty so, people in the yeah, stands. Right? Yeah, I mean, everybody stunned crowd. at what a bad call it was. But so anyway, I, you know, I this and that. Anyway, it didn't make any difference. So we go. <laughs> It didn't because they they called it incomplete. Y'all should so have it seen Joe Shifty's face just now. There wasn't a video. There wasn't a video review or anything. So we get to halftime. And Wait so, for this is. He's four, out on the hash mark yelling at Ripley. So I start yelling, "Get his ass off the field! Throw the flag! Get his ass off! The get his field. ass off the field!" So at, at, we're going in at half, and I'm still, you know, eating ass, and and. We get to the concrete there at Mercer, right under the flagpoles, 
and 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 the, the team's going into the locker room, and Sheffy's going in, and he's he makes you have to make a beeline to come over to where we were, and here comes Sheffy, and he's kind of walking, <laughs> and he's making a little curve over there, and he's going, you know, just. Uh, uh, you just ought to, you know, just go ahead and, you know, eject him right now because it's going to be, you know, a second half. So, anyway, that's bad enough. So, we go about the game, and here we go, here we go. Well, the game ends up in a tie. No, 27-26. Tw- no, and we, no, and we no. blocked the extra point because no, we're all No, sides. no, no. Okay. It wasn't, it didn't go to, anyway, long story short, it goes to the it, it goes to what we score – at the we, end of the game, the y'all score at the end of the game. End of the game. End of the game. And they're and, fixing to line up and kick an extra yeah. point. Oh, and my. we go to kick the extra point, and they block it. And they are so freaking offsides. <laughs> they are so freaking offsides. If I was bad, it's so freaking <laughs> offsides, and I'm not going. You're, I mean, oh my god! That's a, eating that fish's ass out. So not only did he get sides, are you? Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. yeah. No, not only, not only did he get screwed out of seven points in the first half. He admitted it. Hey, Joe and, says we were so far off sides. It, it looked like he, he and, was and on my, their side. At my retirement deal, the kid that that blocked the extra point, he was there. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I brought Jeremy. Oh, oh like Jeremy Curry. I went over and said, "Hey, remember when we blocked that extra point? It was a great play." And Jeremy goes, "When I was offsides coach," and I said, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> So look how red his face is yeah, getting just so, remember, how long ago is this? This is oh, 2004. So we're talking so, 16, yeah. 17 so years. Fast forward he still about, has issues over it. You can yeah, tell. Fast forward to about 2007 or 2008. We're playing, I think we played week two or week three of the season. Yeah. And uh, we're playing out at Hall Stadium. And uh, so I had always told my on um, our kickoff teams that uh, our, our our kick return team that, uh, you know, we got to be responsible for the kicker. Go cheap shot. And we need, no, we didn't cheap shot. We're going to go block <laughs> the kicker. Block the kicker. Because the kicker is usually the person kicking extra points and kicking field goals. And we want the kicker to know that they're in a football game, that they're not, you know, that they're part of the make, part of the festivities. Make sure you block and his so leg. And so we're going to block the kicker. <laughs> you find the kicker. Find with the clear find, plastic face yes, right, mask. Right, find the kicker. It. You know what number it is. That's your responsibility. Go block the kicker. So, you know, they kick off. Look at the, the pride kid, in the his kid, face. The kid comes off. The kid comes off the sideline. Hey, did you get the kicker? No, sir. Why didn't you block the kicker? Well, they just ran, you know they kicked the ball and they ran off the field. And I said, well, you need to go go over there and get them. Well, they were going off the field too fast. So anyway, this they you know they didn't score very many times this night, but it still mattered. So anyway. <laughs> At the end of the game, at the end of the game, yeah, we, uh, yeah. But anyway, at the end of the game, you know, we go over there and we're hugging and you know and stuff and shaking hands and this and that and and and, and Joe goes, hey, you know, Arlene or whatever, Amanda, 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 come here. And I'm like, so anyway, this football player comes over. Pulls off the helmet. She's got this long blonde hair. She's a beautiful girl. Beautiful. Long, Long blonde hair. And he says, this is the son of a bitch. I told you they was going to cheap shot you on the kickoff too. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's a, you were, you were hung for words. I, weren't I mean, you? I'm like going, what? It was, a, I mean, it was a young lady. I felt horrible after, well, for a minute. Anyway, <laughs> I'm like, well, you're, is that really your kicker? You just doing that to me because you know. He said, no, she's really my kicker. She was the kicker. She was the kicker. She was where we were trying to. She, no. she got her some, when the girl kicked for whoever it was. Vanderbilt. The, Vanderbilt. Yeah. They came out and interviewed her, and she she, yeah. she, she, she so, didn't bring up what an asshole he was. But yeah. she, Now, Creech is talking about kickers, and there was one year that he went to the playoffs. Yeah, because he came to Deer Park to play a playoff game, and not one time. Correct me if I'm wrong. I could the be, whole year. Not one time during the entire the football time. season did he line up and kick an extra point because he had no kicker. We lost. We lost three kickers in spring training, off season, and knee injuries. It, they were females the that somebody no. knocked the crap out of them, <laughs> and they, they couldn't kick. I mean, Jimmy, yeah. that's so, that could be your wife. Jimmy, on Jimmy you. allowed you know, full contact right. on the kickers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're a kicker, <laughs> you're gonna learn to be a pl- football be a, player yeah. before you're a kicker. You gotta participate. Oh, participate. That's right. You're gonna get so after the game, you know, this is when I was head coach at Deer Park. Yeah. So he comes over we and they they're Manville. playing they're Manville. playing Manville. Yeah. Yeah, they so play. after the game, I go over to see Jimmy. I go, Jimmy, why don't you just line up and kick an extra point? Don't you think I would if I could? 
I mean, I'd much rather line up and kick an extra point than try to go for two every the whole damn season. Never kick a field goal. I mean, in 2012, we went two rounds deep and never kicked an extra point, never tried. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And we play, end up playing, you know, Manville, and we almost beat them. And y'all oh, ever did? played you any did. of these guys? or You did? I, I played Chris in 68. I'm 68. 68. <laughs> in, in 98, uh, over at our place in the first round of the playoffs. First round of playoff that, game. No, yeah. I'd never, never played uh, uh, Dick. But uh, Joe and I, Joe and I played when I was at Katie and he was at Maid Creek. We played each other several years. I played against Dick when I was at Taylor and he, we played, we We scrimmaged. They they beat the piss out of us. Well, it wasn't bad. Uh, What was like 14 zip or 14 7? We never played a game, but we scrimmaged each other, right? Yeah, we did. We never played a no, Real we game. didn't play a game. We just kicked your ass. But I never played. Oh, I, hey, I, hey, he showed I never, up. Hey, I never he played. showed up. One I, he admitted last I just, podcast hey, that he, he never did any of the coaching anyway. Hey, hey, yeah, no, that's, that's no. him that did no. that. That no. was Creech. That called, My turn. When we're so, playing North Shore, he called Play us, North he Shore in the playoff me. game. He so calls me on a We're playing line. North Shore in the playoff game, and I'm sitting up there with Tony. That was in 2012 because we're fixing to play Tony the next the next uh that 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 week and but anyway so we're all there scouting the game and and they're playing north shore and and uh, dick had a really good team of course north shore did too and uh so north shore, is that, are they yeah. are they are they a good they a thing yeah they, they're yeah pretty good around pretty here good. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, and that was a year that uh we threw for over 400 and some yards. yeah and the uh the uh the quarterback that he had with stephen f austin yeah, was, was a, a walter payton walter, award winner. walter payton award yeah. winner i love how a, he said yeah like he didn't know i was joking yeah yeah, yeah. 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 there's yeah. a lot of people that don't know I, who north shore is I, oh yeah so uh, uh, those anyway, of you in China I, I, and all I, I, over hell, Ireland. They're, don't forget Ireland, Ireland and, you, and India. And India. India. I sit yeah. there and I'm I'm sitting up there with Tony and I said, "Hey, watch this." And he says, "What?" And I get out my phone, and I and I and I push and I and I, and I call Dick on the sideline. I said and I told Tony, I said, "Watch this." And so <laughs> we're watching Dick, and he he looks at his phone and and he's looking. He's like the one. Hello. <laughs> He's answering his phone on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. And I said, Dick, this is Jim. <laughs> he told us about what that. What are you doing? I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm coaching. I said, oh, okay. I'm sorry. He said, what are you doing? He said, I'm back here watching you. And I, I told Tony that, hey, hold my beer and watch this as uh, Dick answers his phone. Well, you know what, that's when he made his infamous yeah. Larry Haynes, but Larry that's when Haynes, he said, hey, you really don't do shit, You really do you? don't do shit. You really <laughs> don't. That's what I said. You really don't do shit. You know? That was he, I the, mean, yeah. And I was, but of course, of course he does, but you know, it's just, it was just funny, but from then on, and well, that was my last year of coaching, but I, you know, I said, uh, you know, we, and I had a deal. I never let my coaches bring their phones on the field anyway, because, you know. Because of me. Oh, you had to. <laughs> yeah. It's no, called the Olin rule. Yeah. One other thing, you know, for me, you had to have, you had to uh, bring a whistle. Everybody had a whistle. Everybody had an air pump. You know, don't send them to the trainer and don't send them to me. You know, if you're working, you know, the defensive tackles and somebody needs air, you know, don't send them away. Pump their helmet up and then get them back in, you know, that type of deal. And but I said, I don't want to see phones. And um, I have I'll have a phone. The trainer have a phone. And then if your wife's pregnant, you just have her call me. Oh you know, my if, if she goes into labor, have her call. <laughs> so your yeah. coaches all have like the Batman utility yeah. belts with all the different yeah. cool, tools cool, cool. and stuff, but That's no phone. Exactly right. no but no you know what? No he makes a good point about whistles. Yeah. I mean, if you're in a, oh yeah, if you're coaching and you're trying to get your kids to play to the whistle blows, how are you going to train them without having whistles? Fair. I mean, Fair. You're, yeah. you're doing drills, individual drills, and you're working, working. And how do you end the drill? Hope stop. Yeah. Well, that's not how play ends. Mm-hmm. So you're not training them to. But then they, you know, then they would complain because uh, when we when we go into live stuff, uh, I tell them all to put their whistles up, and I said not uh, in your pocket, not you know, not around your neck. I got the whistle, and because uh, you know I wanted to go till, you know I wanted to go. I don't want a quick whistle, or I want a quick whistle, you know that type of deal. And and uh, you know I had a coach, a young coach, asked me. He said, uh, you know, and the young coaches do stupid stuff as I did. He asked me one day. He says, coach, no, you didn't. He, he asked me. Yeah, he said, uh, "Because why do we have a whistle if if we don't use a whistle?" Valid question. You know, and I said, "Because I'm the head coach. I told you to bring a whistle." And the other thing is, is that you're supposed to use a whistle during practice. You just don't use it during live stuff. I'm in charge of live stuff. Valid answer. But you know, and uh, 
But uh, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of. It's funny you right. mentioned a whistle. Last last week we were talking to the crew out at West Orange Stark and uh, uh, Cornell Thompson was talking about the first day. Um, Barry Norton. Uh, yeah, Barry, Barry Norton. Norton. Barry uh, Norton. He's, he's, he shared uh, his first day on the job how uh, everybody wanted to play defense over there. Mm-hmm. And so they had to you know split it up or whatever. And they ran a play and a running back goes out. And he gets pulverized by a few of the guys on the defense. And Barry whips out that whistle and blows it and gets reamed. Cornell tells him, you know, hey, wh- what, what are we doing here, pal? He said, well, you know, hit him. He said, uh, yeah, nobody blows a whistle on those but me. And he said that was the one time he brought a whistle out. The rest of the time, he never yeah, had one out because he wanted all 11 guys right, on that right, ball. Right, right, and right, so yeah. it's funny different philosophies and on that did. Right. He got him there too. Yeah. I'll tell you, he yeah. got him there. Yeah. Still does. Yeah. 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 Cornell. But you know, that was the first place that we went that I went when we came down and I went up to Lufkin with Culpepper. He took us down in February and watched West Orange start practice. That was their spring practice. And they did it at that time because they had a baseball coach that was a running backs coach and they had all these kids that went to track and everything else, but they had football at that particular time. So we got to go down there and listen to them. And I got to hear him talk, and I'm I thinking, geez, you know, there's a little profanity being yelled out there, things like that. Here are guys in bib overalls smoking on the sideline, <laughs> drinking a few beers. Those are some of the West Orange people, you know. <laughs> you get him, coach. Knock that shit out of him. Go get him, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm sitting here coming from Iowa, and I'm going, what is this, you know? <laughs> These people are crazy. And Dan Ray, then we had to go down when I went to Baytown, we had to go down to the uh, crying towel in Port Arthur. And it was a deal where you'd stand up and talk to all these parents and everything. And it was a big deal down crying there. All towel. the golden triangle, the crying towel. It was towel. like a district <coughs> kickoff deal, yeah, right? basically. And I, all the coaches get up there and complain about yeah, how bad they're, they're going to be. And, and, We're going to be horrible. I mean, they won't say the words horrible. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a tough year. But, you know, we got some young kids and, and we got, you know, not many returning starters. And, you know, you know, it's like Dan Ray got up there. You know, Dick Williams gets up. He was at uh, Lincoln. He gets up there and he said, well, we got 11 guys back on offense. We got 11 guys back on defense. We're going to be tougher than heck, blah, blah, all this stuff, you know. And Dan Ray then follows him and he gets up there and he said, Dick. I listened to you. You had 11 back on offense and 11 back on defense. He said, you were 0-10. He said, if those were my kids, he said, I think I'd fire them some bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I just broke out laughing. I can't, I can't remember who it was, but there was a guy that – one of those dinners like that, it's a luncheon thing, you know, chamber of commerce. We do them in Port Bend, yeah. And there's one guy, I'll think of it in a minute, but he gets up, and I guess he was the last one. He'd been really good for several years. And he gets up and he says, "Well, I've heard all the guys talk." And he says, "I just got, I just got this to say to the other coaches: If you're going to kick my ass, this is the year to do it because the next two years after this, I'm going to kick every one of your asses." (laughs) (laughs) He said, "This is the year to get me if you want to get me." Get it while it's good, huh? (laughs) Now, I I do want to give you guys the opportunity because when we last talked. These guys did throw a lot of stuff out there about you guys. About us? Yep. And and just It was all good. It, it's all I'm sure. It's, it's there was usually, lots of mud a slinging. Oh, really? So Okay, I mean, give us give us a uh you got you, I, you I guys you, if you, I, y'all got any I, you got any dirt on these guys because yeah. uh, I mean, all right. Chris Massey, he's the offensive line coach. And they never at, hold at Katie High School. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> I'm at we go to the University of Texas uh when Mac Brown was there, we, there's a clinic. Yeah, the everything Texas like that. Well, player. I went up there by myself because uh, I was on the board of directors or something. I don't know. I was up there for something. Anyway, Chris comes in with with Gary and Mike, Mike Johnson and Gary Joseph, and walks in. And so I tried to give him a beer, and he said, "Nah, it's okay. That's okay." Well, the next night, Gary's with his dad, and I don't know where Mike went, but me and Chris, we stayed till like three o'clock in the morning, sitting there drinking beer. You know, he can't drink beer one night, but the second night. I was pacing myself. No, understandable. Yeah. You know, a, I didn't want to get off early and ruin the rest of the weekend. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah, Lots of clinics. I had a, a lot of fun a, stuff goes on at clinics. We were, oh, yeah? I mean, oh. Well, what, what do we do at clinics? What, 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 okay, for those who aren't in the know, what uh, what kind of clinics are you talking to? Football what, clinics. But how does that work? It's, you just go. Uh, 
Well, they'll they'll get a array of speakers to come in high school or college, and sometimes and a college pros, somewhere or something. Sometimes colleges, yeah. Sometimes high school settings or whatever, or you know, at a local hotel or something, just set up a deal. And it's and you might have a drink or two, yeah, prior to. And I will tell this one story. Sometimes if you make it into the clinic session, it's a good session. So okay. I, I I went to a clinic one year one when, when I was time. a young coach in Louisiana with another assistant and a head coach and I won't name any names but Please we, we get over there and yeah. we uh we may or may not have had a few drinks when we got there and a couple daddy it's, sodas it's like two yeah. o'clock in the morning and it's kind of ready to you know I'm ready to go back to the motel and <laughs> and uh, my friend says uh, hey we're going to this other place he was my boss at the time too <laughs> okay. and That's I said uh, I said come on man it's it's two o'clock in the morning he said, man, this place doesn't open till two. Really? So, okay. I mean, what are you going to tell your boss? Uh, no. Yeah. So we go. We stay till four. Well, now he wants to eat. But it, earlier in the evening when it was time to eat, he goes, no, we eat when we get home. I said, well, we're going to be here for like three days. <laughs> yeah. We'll eat when we get home. <laughs> So now he wants to eat. So we go to a truck stop and he tries to order pork chops, <laughs> onion rings, and a large milk. <laughs> That's never good eating at a truck stop. No. And our waitress was about 80 and she kept calling him baby. Baby, what you want? Baby, what can I get you? Well, then she, they bring me and the other guy's food out. Don't bring his food. So she, he, baby, they forgot your order. She comes back, baby, they forgot your order. He gets up, goes back to the kitchen, busts through the swinging doors into the kitchen and yells out, hey, cancel them chops. <laughs> Walks out and says, I'll be in the van. Hurry up. <laughs> so me and the other guy, we hurry up and eat our food, right? Go out to the van. This is like almost five in the morning now. The sliding door on the van is open and he ain't in it. Wow. And I'm going, oh, this is not good. Right. We've we've got to find this man. And I, I start looking around and about 20 yards over, there's a dumpster, big dumpster, and he's standing by it throwing up. Oh, my goodness <laughs> gracious. Right? So we start laughing at him and get in the van. I'm driving. He gets in the back seat. As I'm starting the van, he goes, Massey, hurry up. And I have to look. And I went, hurry up. I said, dude, hurry up was like five hours ago. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I said, the sun is about to come up. He says, he says, damn it, hurry up. I think I got ants on me. <laughs> and I said, what? I think I got ants on me. And I turn on the dome light. And it hit on long pants and a button short sleeve shirt. The ants are inside his clothes oh, no. coming out the armholes <laughs> out the neck so i i mean i hit the accelerator yeah i mean we're a mile away from our motel pull right up to the front door and when i pull up to the door the sliding door of the van comes open and he is butt ass naked <laughs> with his clothes in one hand and the key in the other <laughs> throws his clothes on the by the door outside Runs in, takes a shower, is yelling at us to go shake his clothes out. We're going, uh, no. <laughs> go we all, yeah, we all go to sleep, right, for like 30 minutes, get up to go to the clinic, walk out, and as we're getting in the van, he stops and goes, wait a minute. Goes back to his pants that were still in a pile. Picked his pants up, pulled his wallet out, stuck it in his pocket. Pulled off his cash out, stuck in his pocket, dropped it right back there, and gets in the van and says, let's go. Oh, let the <laughs> <laughs>